Whatever happened to the art of Whatever happened to the art of Whatever happened to the art of conversation? Hello everyone. I'm Michael Banks, host of Leadership Luminaries, a People Smart production. Uh, People Smart is a international consulting firm with a global span and uh, People Smart provides innovative learning solutions both virtual and in person to organizations in many countries, cultures and languages focusing on leadership and people development in the context of digital transformation, change management, culture change, and the increasing need for emotional intelligence. So my guest today is Sophia Liasi, and she will be talking with me about transitions. And transitions, of course, is a topic that's become really hot ever since the great resignation became a thing. Um, so it continues to be something that is quite common that these days that people are transitioning from the job they've been doing for a while to um, typically to something quite different even. So Sophia holds spaces where corporate leaders are encouraged to be vulnerable, curious, and bring their whole self to work so they can lead from a place of humanity and authenticity. As a whole person certified coach, she gets her energy from supporting people, often navigating transitions to uncover and bring forward their uniqueness. She considers her own personal growth practice a work in progress that's characterized by ups and downs. And her motto, motto is, there is no coincidence, coincidence enough. Her passion for leadership and how people show up in the workplace led her to the University of London for her MSc in organizational behavior. A curious human and a natural connector made in Greece. And uh, she loves traveling and experiencing different cultures. She's worked in hospitality, oil and gas, healthcare, and pharma in Greece, the Netherlands, and now Switzerland, where she calls Basel her home. And more recently, over the last few years, she has been senior leadership development partner at Novartis, the uh, pharmaceutical company. Uh, that's been her latest role. And uh, it should be said also that she is in the transition herself, which makes her even more qualified <laughs> uh, to talk about it from her own personal experience. So welcome, Sophia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks for the intro. I appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, I've got uh, quite a few questions here, so I'm going to be kicking off with something you said. Um, and I'm going to quote you here again. As a whole person certified coach, you get your energy from supporting people, often navigating transitions to uncover and bring forward their uniqueness. Can you elaborate on that? What kind of transitions are you talking about? Thanks. Thanks for that question. And indeed, it, this is the, this is a space where I get my most energy. So I have been um, in my uh, work as a whole person certified coach. Uh, what I notice is actually that the majority of the people that that ask for my support 
are in transition. So I've had people who have been um, transitioning um, in their career. They want to um, leave their jobs and go to another job, but they don't know quite where to go, what to do, what questions to ask. Um, I had um, uh, young mothers who have been trying to navigate this new role that is also a transition. Um, people who have been let go of their jobs. So it's not this voluntary um, transition you're, you're uh, asked to do, but it's more the involuntary where suddenly there is a reorganization and you need to, to move on. People are changing countries and just trying to find how do I make the decision to move from this country to another country? Is it worth it? Um, it's scary and all of that. So there have been different types of transitions and that's where um, I've, I've had the most fascinating conversation and ex exchanges. Right. So, yeah, so it's uh, different types of transition. Um, what, what do you think, based on your experience of, of facilitating uh, other people, what are the biggest challenges that people face when they're in transition or moving into it, thinking about it? What's the biggest challenges? I think that the biggest challenge is the uncertainty. We don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We don't know, like, all, all or many of the factors we have considered to be stable around us are destabilized. So if you take the example of um, who, like, in a, in, a, in a reorganization where suddenly you've been being working in a space where you know the environment, you know the culture, you know what your role has been, you know your environment, that is is no longer there. What's next? So I think that the number one factor is the uncertainty. And with that comes, um, with that uncertainty, um, you get fear of like, will I make it? What's the next step? Also, I think that what's happening with the with the context around us, you you named it about the Great Resignation is one of the things that's happening. But if we look at the current context with the economy, the wars coming after COVID, that this like this constant changing context um, does not really help in in making us confident enough when we go through transition that we will make it. So I think that there is this. Um, uncertainty and hesitation of what's coming next and whether we will be equipped enough to address the challenges. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, the, um, the thing that occurred to me while you were talking then was the fact that, that what it requires is surely, this is just me saying, um, it requires the ability to um, adapt to new circumstances and to let go of that which you're attached to. Um, I think that's really scary. And that's what people find very difficult. Um, and it's easier said than done to, to let go. Mm -hmm. uh, would you say that there's a case for helping people to, to understand that uh, they, they need to go with the flows, as they say, rather than um, and actually get excited about the possibilities of what might happen. Um, but if, if you agree with that, 
that that's how people should think, the mindset they should have. How do you get them into that state? I personally, and I mean, the conversation we're having is based on personal views. Um, personally, I don't believe that there is um, a, a should and a shouldn't that applies to, to all people. Um, I think that one thing that might be helpful is, first of all, understanding the situation, allowing space for to understand the situation and what, what are also the emotions that come with that, what, what that thing does to us. I think that there will be um, different stages we go through. There will be stages of um, shock, sadness, frustration, acceptance, riding that wave again of the same. Uh, there might be, I don't think that in, in when we are in transition, all days are the same. Um, um, there will be ups and downs. So I think that the most important thing is to allow the space for to acknowledge the situation that's happening. And from there on, I think it is about um, asking the, the the questions that are unique to every individual. I think there will be a very different approach to how you transition if um, your situation is, your family situation is different to, to someone else's family situation, your geography, your um, the, the context where you operate. So I think that, yes, um, uh, I do believe in the in the power of letting go personally, but for the let go to happen, there are like some things that need to happen before. And for me, that starts with with acceptance of the fact that it's okay to have also the emotions that are difficult and the emotions that are um, maybe not so positive and not so optimistic and uh, blue sky um, when that thing happens. Yeah, thank you for that. <clears throat> I think that's really, really key. It's one of the key factors in making it a relatively smooth transition. Knowing, it's almost like, you know, you know that you're going to feel bad at times and it is scary and you are scared and you are uncertain, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is true for you, the individual. Um, however, just to be able to know, to, as you said, recognize those feelings know that they're very normal for a, any human being who's going through transition. It's normal. It's inevitable, in fact. And so um, you almost have to make friends with the discomfort and, and accept that it's horrible. There's yeah. no two ways about it. It's just horrible. Yeah. Who likes uncomfortable body sensations, which is what comes with those feelings? you know, sickness in the stomach or tension or stress. No, no one likes that. But to to recognize that that's there, as you said, mm. um, it really can help on the way through. Um, good. Um, talk to me, uh, Sophia, about uh, the qualities and resources that people need when transitioning. What sort of qualities? Uh, there's two questions there, really. I think that again, it's it's very it's something that is subjective um, to uh, and unique to to every um, human. Uh, I think 
from from my experience, my own experience, and um, what I've noticed in the other people. As I said, one is one is the acceptance. The other is to be able to um, ask some tough questions to yourself, and um, be able to just ask um, almost to recontract um, who you are, what your values are, what's important for you, what what you stand for, what your wishes are, what your fears are. So I think that there is a lot of like um, internal search you you have to you have to do. And um, so I would say courage is required for to go through that. Um, I think also the uh, vulnerability of um, asking for help. I find that it is very important to be okay to accept that you need help, that you need someone to um, either help you in, a, in maybe a professional professional way um, or even just reach out to you to your friends and say, well, I'm going through that. Um, I need help. I need, I need someone to talk to. So I think that it requires the courage and vulnerability, which it's interesting because actually the work that, that the, for me, the characteristics or the qualities that are required during transition are no different to the qualities we require leaders to have in all situations of leadership that vulnerability and that courage. I think that accountability is also a very important thing that say, okay, there is something that is happening right now. And uh, though I cannot control what's happening, maybe from the outside forces, it's about taking that accountability of how I'm going to respond to that. Acknowledging again that there will be good days and there will be bad days, but it is about that ownership. And I would dare say even pride of who you are as an individual grounded into into your into into your values and who you are for to push push through and then accepting that humanity and having that self-compassion to know that not all days are going to to be there that there is uncertainty that you cannot predict exactly when that deadline is going to be or that 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 you reach what you you hope for and that it is a process that unfolds and you that's i think where you need to what where the let go is that once you've done these things then you can let go and just allow yourself to be surprised by what life brings your way absolutely and that's 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 what's so exciting about it of course it doesn't feel like that at the time if you no. tell, i remember having to tell um uh an, an, a much older man at the uh, famous museum in New York, and um, he was actually a direct report of my client who I was coaching. And um, I had to tell him, you know, it's a good thing if you if you do choose to retire now. If you do step down, you'll actually benefit from it. And I was giving him all the reasons why. And uh, sure enough, when he did, he had the courage to finally let go um, and stepped down, he was so much happier. And of course, everyone else around him was happier. And um, he sort of walked off to the into the sunset. Um, 
but you know that that's the thing it, at the time we think it's what we're being asked to do is to change and it's painful to even consider it but if you do and you take it on board it's amazing how it can change your life for the better um but you know i want to come back to one of the points you just made sophia about asking for help mm-hmm. um and by the way i really like the connection with leadership as well vulnerability and courage and so on but uh, asking for help is is crucial and it's amazing how we all to some degree or another don't feel comfortable asking for help mm-hmm. people want to help if you give them a chance to help you they will um my my friend in hungary who's english i called him the other day and said how you, how how's it going and he said horrible mm-hmm. he said it's absolutely a nightmare he said all that i've built up over the last few years it's that my plan has now crumbled and i've got to make a decision about my future and i'm not sure what that is and i'm and i'm talking to you because i can't think of anyone else that um that i can talk to so i'm reaching out to you um and it was really quite it was painful for me because he's my old friend mm. but um he had the wisdom to think who can i talk to to share this and it's not a great thing to say you know how when you when someone says how are you terrible <laughs> they want to hear oh i'm fine thank you you know what i mean so yeah. um, asking for help is crucial do you have anything else to say about that i think that actually in, thank you for sa- sharing the story i think that the already the fact that your friend says terrible shows that um the how comfortable he feels to be vulnerable with you and i think that that might be in the moment that's what he needs to actually hear him himself say that he is not in a good space i i think that when i speak about help i don't mean about uh us giving the solutions i feel like of course and this goes back into the space of coaching that each one of us is very resourceful mm-hmm. um we often uh just need the right space for to find our own answers and resourcefulness and um what i find also very uh, interesting in terms of like what might might help is that for someone who holds space for us is to even go back in time like like and look at our own i like to say like everyone here is about data and i like to say what does your personal data tell you so um when you go back into your own history and you you see how many transitions yeah you've gone through i think it's interesting that we our life is full of transitions yeah Like even when you finish primary school and you go to high school that's a very big transition and you're not an adult you're a kid yet somehow you navigate that i think that our lives are full of tra- of transition and when we go back into our own uh, private history i think that uh, we will be surprised by how many many transitions we've done and how we have actually successfully navigated them and i mean of course that's not to undermine that there is challenge that there are difficulties but i think it is 
it is about also tapping into our own resourcefulness and our own history that somehow maybe in that space of extreme uncertainty where we don't know that brings a little bit of reassurance um, that we are going to be okay and I appreciate it's it's easier said than than done when you're in the moment but uh, maybe as a moment of reflection that could be of uh, help I think that's really, really true. It's very helpful to hear you say that because, um, you know, it's what it's. If I got you right, the gist of it is, you know, just that. Like, for example, my friend was able to hear what he hear himself. It's when you give someone, you create the spaces. You said for them to process out loud or yeah. with with another ear available um but it's not us providing solutions they'll provide their own but it certainly helps to talk it through um you're absolutely right there it's interesting the uh gosh uh, uh, what you just also said was really resonated i mean i about a year ago i had a horrible conjunction as they say the, the perfect storm mm-hmm. and um I, I was, I, it was the worst time in my life, and I couldn't figure out at the time what the what why have a future. I didn't even see there's any point in having a future. It was that mm. bad. Oh, never before. And um, well, gosh, here I am, and uh, I've got a new life, a new place to live, and a new uh, set of activities that I'm doing, and some really fulfilling work um and you know i it was so helpful to have a few people that i could just talk to but you said about how if you look back over your life you see that there's always been transitions Mm. and we survived (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think that what's also very interesting is when we are like something, a change comes in and we need to transition. Um, what we are not, um, we, we have, of course, our resources, as I said, but what we are not um, appreciating is how much we are learning and growing as we step into that transition. And I think that when we come to the, to the uh, on the other side, I think that the circumstances might have changed around us. Maybe we we are in a different job, we're in a different country, we're in a different role, we're in a different status. Um, uh, But I think that as we go through that, we are changing, we're interacting with the transition. And I think what happens is that we come to the other side also um, change ourselves. So I think that's, that's what we don't know from the beginning, who will become as we navigate this transition and how then wherever we are feels like it's the right place because we have danced with that transition, if you, if, if you um, want. We have learned things about ourselves. We have accepted, rejected ourselves things. We have set boundaries. Um, we admitted things we... Um, like about ourselves maybe things we don't like ourselves we i think it's it's like you it's not that there is a transition happening and you're the same unchanged person you come with a transition 
a different person on the other side. And I think that's, that's something fascinating. Um, And that's what allows us to evolve as human beings. Absolutely. It is fascinating. Um, And you don't have to, to push for the changes. They're there. They come, they naturally come from going through the transition that you, whatever that is. Um, just want to remind the audience at the moment, the listeners, that I am talking to Sophia Liasi, who um, uh, most recently has been senior leadership development partner at uh, Novartis. She herself now is in transition, which is what we're talking about. Uh, the challenges of successfully navigating cha- uh, transitions, and so many of us are involved in that. And as we just heard, um, you know, you, you're you always going through transitions in life as well, if you take a an objective look at things. Um, what, what advice do you give yourself, if anything, Sophia, when heading into or going through a major transition? Um, one advice, one advice I found very uh, useful for me, and surprisingly, it has been useful for many uh, people I, I have been privileged to work with, is the one next small and hopefully compassionate step. I think that it is about taking that small step. There will be days where things in my own uh, transition uh, journey, as I'm trying to navigate my uh, next step, um, there have been days where I would be totally overwhelmed. There will be the things that I don't like to do, the things where that I don't know how to do. There will be things I... I wouldn't even know I have to do. And then you would feel, I would feel stuck. And then I would feel like, oh my God, I just, this thing is not moving. And then I I started like really having a conversation with myself. And I was saying, well, if there's one small step you can take today, what is that one small step? Being like also knowing that you can be kind to yourself mm-hmm. for it being a small step and not a massive one. Yeah. And that, surprisingly, has been opening the road because with that one small step, if you like, comes feedback. And then you can take another one. You can take another one. You can take another one. So for me, this has been the most useful, um, if you like, strategy, which sounds very, very simple, but it's the one that that kept me um, uh, going when things are getting uh, challenging and and less, I'm less motivated to to push through forward. That's really really helpful advice. Um, I know what you're talking about, and there are times when I occasionally take that advice for myself, and other times I forget to do that. Um, and so there's a comfort actually in doing the small step because it's usually much more achievable. So mm. you feel like you've actually achieved something. You've stepped forward. You've made progress. Um, I've got a question here. Well, it's a statement. Mm-hmm. I was curious to know what you made of this statement. The statement is, quote, don't try to force yourself through a transition. Um, 
I would need some context in that, but not knowing the context, so I'll just try and I think it will be it will be um, an, an assumption. I think that, as, as I said, transitions happen um, or we're required to transition. Sometimes we might not even realize that we're transitioning. So I don't know if there is, I, I don't know how to think about the statement of not, not forcing. I, I think that forcing to start with is not a good thing. As, as a as as a as a philosophy, I think just like forcing things are not are not uh, um, something that I, I, I generally like. But I think that going into transition to force, I think that there is the transition is happening, whether you're you want it or not, and then you either like dance with it. But even if you don't want to go with it, it will happen anyway. So I think that the force. Yeah, just, I don't know. I would have to think about it. What do you think? I'm curious. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because it's, it's actually my quote. Okay, so <laughs> good. I didn't know it was your quote. No, and, and I actually, the reason I came up with it is that it's the opposite of trying to force things through is when you, uh, you and I can only use a certain language here, um you allow things to go where they want to go um which is not to say you do you do nothing and you're passive it mm. just means like when you said at the beginning of this conversation that you end up where you need to be mm. and so therefore it's um f- forcing it is for example when you you're in transition you need a job um, and you'll just grab a job just because it get, it pays some money and you want to get through this and you want to get back to some sense of security. Um, that's forcing it because it's not right. You know, your mind wants to, to, to sort this transition out, but, you know, you make the wrong choices instead of just being patient and trusting that it's going to work out. Um, and I've certainly found that in my own life. But, uh, you know, I, I gave myself a deadline years ago of a, a May of 1989 to decide what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Well, May 1989 came and um, I hadn't got a clue still. Mm. Thought, oh, no. And then I thought, no, it's OK. Just let it let it go. Uh, just be patient. And sure enough, after a little longer, um, I realized I could go to America. Uh, but imagine if I got a job in London and uh, that opportunity would not have come up because I forced it because I made a decision by the end of May. You know, I'm going to make a decision. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. Timing's everything. And at the same time, I would argue and be a little bit like provocative here that we don't know what would have happened if you had stayed in in London. So I think that they're like, um, that's where I I talk about like this self-compassion thing, because you make decisions based on the best knowledge you have at the situation. So 
what if like at that point you really needed to have a, have a job to just support yourself and you needed to push through that and you went to London and then that led you, that's already a transition um, that would maybe have brought you to the US or not. We don't know that, but I think that every situation is is unique. So what? while I, I like to say um, go go with the flow and let go sometimes, People feel that that's the the biggest need they need to satisfy is what's ahead of them, and I think that maybe in what comes to my mind is as as long as you are like uh, taking accountability. That I often say I'm going to make decisions that I don't know what the consequences will be, but when I make the decision, in a way, I also I also choose for the consequence, even even though I don't know what the consequence is, and I think that ownership. Um, and being okay with the fact that we will not always make right decisions or we will might, might not make the most optimal decisions, but taking ownership for that um, is what um, will allow us to navigate the transition. So I think that in your case, you you probably could afford at that stage or you had the stamina at that stage to say, well, no, 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 wait. I'll see what happens, and I'm not saying yes to this job in London came something else. Uh, but it something great could have happened also by taking that 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 thing in London. As soon as it sounds like you could stay with that tension, and it, even if you wouldn't be able to stay with that tension, that would have been, in my view, also gate would have led you somewhere because it sounds like you you were in a situation where you knew that you're moving to a direction. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, uh, a mentor I once had who said, you talked about the neutral zone, that when we go into a transition, we're in a neutral zone. He said, the best thing you can do is is draw a beautiful hot bath with some nice smells <laughs> and, and just go in the bath. And enjoy relaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish if I uh, like if it were that easy. Yeah, sometimes you, some sometimes you can relax and sometimes you cannot, but still okay. I think. Yeah, great. Well, we're out of time. In fact, we're over time. And uh, is there anything you finally want to say, Sophia, to to the audience um, by way of saying goodbye for the time being? Um, I think it is about. This again, what I said is about this this ownership of knowing that okay, a transition might be something we we invite, might be something that is caused by external circumstances. But I think it's very important that in the process we are kind to ourselves and at the same time also accountable for um, for the choices we we are making and. Uh, then allow allow ourselves a space to go with the flow. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, how can people get hold of you? What's your contact information? We'll put it at the bottom. Uh, but um, what would you, off the top of your head, give the audience as information now? I I I love to have uh, conversations and I love to um, meet people. So uh, people can find me on LinkedIn and can reach out. And uh, yeah, I'll be very happy to continue any conversations. Great. And can you spell your name so they know what to 
to put in for the search on LinkedIn? Okay, it's S-O-F-I-A, that's Sophia, spelled in the Greek way, and Liasi is L-I-A-S-I. Oh, great. Very good. Well, thank you so much. It's been interesting. And uh, we've covered a lot of ground. And um, thank you for sharing your experience of of, uh, transitions, both for yourself and others. Um, And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Take care. Whatever happened to the art? Whatever happened to the art? Whatever happened to the art of conversation?